0: Welcome to Beyond the 8-Bit Screen, where the nerds gather to explore the transformation from a video game to the big screen, or, in case of this episode, talk about what we've loved since we were children. My name is Zoe Dabisky, and I am your host for this quest. Today we're going to be talking about Pokemon, which is one of the largest adaptations to date. At the table with me, I have Eric Swenson, Emily Zolo, and Joel Pitts. So sit back, grab whatever caffeinated drink you probably have on you, and enjoy the episode. Let's start by going around the table. I would like everyone to introduce themselves and either tell me your background with the game or your favorite game. So we'll start on my right with Joel.
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Joel Pitts, and I am the fiance of the host. And my favorite game is probably black and white. Yeah, black and white, probably. Um, and I've played every single one of them. I haven't beaten the first ones because I just can't sit there through those graphics on the emulators.
2: Hi there, my name is Eric Swenson. Um, my favorite Pokemon game is Pokemon Black as well, but specifically Black because that's the first Pokemon game I've ever beaten, and only the second one I've ever beaten. Yeah, I've been familiar with Pokemon since I was a kid. Watched the anime, played the games.
3: My name is Emily Zolo um, and my favorite game is also Black. I also really liked Moon. I've been playing for a long time too. I think my first game was Ruby on like those little cartridges that come in the DS, but I don't think I ever beat any of them until Moon.
0: I'm gonna go in the camp of X and Y are my favorite.
2: That's-, that's They were okay. Hot, that's a hot take.
0: I'm I'm willing to defend that, but that's not what the podcast is about, but like Heart, Heart Gold and uh, Pokemon Y are like my top two.
1: It's actually not that hard of a take anymore. It's not?
0: I mean, it's no longer the most egregious game in the series, according yeah, to the fan Yeah, Pokemon base.
2: Arceus.
3: Was it at some point?
0: Yes, when it came out, people were like, this isn't really, like, a good Pokemon game. And then the rest of them oh, came seriously? out after that, and they're like, oh, let's yeah. go back.
1: Everyone misses the Megas, everyone <sighs> misses just a lot of the, like, quality of life things that... Because it was right before they went into stuff. Oh, I miss Mega Evolution.
3: That one's pretty cool. Not my favorite, but
1: cool. It was still like fully made, like it was a fully packaged...
3: No updates needed.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel like it was super glitchy like a lot of the newer ones are.
2: But Pokemon Black had like a whole generation, brand new, dedicated to that game. Oh yeah. All the other ones were just like, they, they took Pokemon from other generations and mished and mashed it.
0: He just means like source code wise. Literally down to the actual game, not even the design or any elements. Just the fact
2: that it ran well. Was that the first 3D one? Uh Oh, yeah. Okay. That's it.
0: Oh, okay. Um, While we're here, let's go over some stats of the game. So the first games were Red and Green for the Game Boy, and they came out in February of 1996. Um, 151 original Pokemon. Um, Now we are up to 1,021 Pokemon. Uh, we have 122 games, but those include the spin spin-off. So there's 18 mainline games that don't involve oh, remakes okay. like HeartGold or Omega um, Ruby and stuff like that. Card Game came out a few months after the original games. Manga followed. And then in 1997 was the release of the animated series featuring Ash which led us all the way up to this year as the animated series is still going, but Ash is no longer our protagonist. In 1998 and 99, um, two different releases in two different countries, um, Mewtwo Strikes Back came out and for a hot second held the record for highest grossing uh, opening weekend of an animated series, uh, film, film. And we are now up to 23 animated films, one live action, and 100, sorry, 1,257 episodes of the animated series. Those are kind of our stats right now, um, with really no hint of them slowing down as far as new games and new show, just kind of switching direction. We've all at least played one of the games. Let's talk about kind of strengths and weaknesses of the games independent from the, from any animation.
1: So the strengths and weaknesses of the games. Which ones? All of them have varying different.
0: That's true. Let's.
2: I
1: guess I guess the games
2: allow you a bit more control. You don't control how the story goes, but you control what pace you go of the story, as as opposed to watching the show, where it's a linear path that, however, the creator of the show wants it to be.
0: Or even some games where you feel like you're rocketed through the story. Or you have to progress a certain way Pokemon does. A, there's a linear path, but you are allowed to mosey or yeah. like really grind. Yeah, that's true.
1: I would say that actually the more, so like, yeah, for the past two, they got back into the groove of giving you a little bit of options to moseying. But X and Y, Sun and Moon, even Black and White were all very you are going down this path. And I mean, yeah, you get time to mosey and grind, I guess. But I, I don't think that that constitutes it not being linear and there being a very set path for you to go on. Yeah. Um, it's more of just, oh, I'm here and I get to grind up for the next boss. But you don't get to choose who the next boss is. When the, I think the first few, actually, you had options and you could go... Like skip a gym and like move around, and it was a bit more free flowing, not exactly, but they've definitely made a little bit more handholdy to a degree in the more recent years.
0: I do actually think we see that in the series. I think there's times where Ash will skip a gym, either because he couldn't beat it. Yeah. Um, he'll go get another gym and then come back. I think has happened.
2: Yeah, it has. Yeah, I I do follow your logic, Joel, because thinking about like some of the re- more recent games I've played like Pokemon Black, there's, there's some, like when you're going through the pass of completing all the gyms and, um, sometimes you are just, you, you're literally stopped by like a bridge that's open or like the power plant is down or, or yeah. um, something right, I was like going to
3: mention that, like you're physically stopped, like you're not allowed to go any further.
2: Yeah, or even, um, like when, whenever they have the, the, the moves. Like cut to get rid of trees where you can't pass right, yeah, yeah. The the tree, which that's crazy to think about now because that's not really in the the modern games like uh, Scarlet yeah, and true. Violet. They 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 don't have those skill locked abilities like surf and stuff. Like that. I mean they they do to a yeah, well, like you think about, yeah, they do have about. a they do to a degree, but like not as much as it was before.
3: That's true. I'd say they delved into almost a more open world theme, as opposed to like, like you were saying, like, this is the path you're going on, we're forcing you to go on it, um, like you can kind of take your time in each place that you want to.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: So the show definitely reflects kind of the older games where, well, I don't know, the show as presented to us is very linear, but if you think about it in terms of the characters, they experience the world of Pokemon more like the modern games, which is of interesting to think about
1: yeah i mean for them Hmm. the world is completely open ash multiple times will go through a city where there's a gym and it'll be like oh that's this gym like i mean he does that all the time uh and he just doesn't challenge that gym yet especially in the first season i think he, he stops by i think like giovanni's gym they go through that city pretty quick at the start and then he comes back to it way 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 later
0: I think gyms in the show much like the games are recognized by how powerful you have to be to beat them
1: yeah but there's not so much of a set path and it the show presents the badges as a much more option based thing of like very fluid with like how the gym like brock has a set team for different levels and so it presents itself Twitter options and how you face the gyms within the show, and like the way the world presents it. When in the game, there is a definitely more set path.
0: Yeah, and the game, I think Misty's the Cerulean City Gym. Not when Misty has it, but with her sisters, is kind of known for being an easy gym because they'll basically just give it away. The games never do that.
2: Yeah. Well, and and thinking about like the differences between games and the, the show. Um, like I think the characters go through a lot of like real life stuff as well like sometimes like hey we want to want to adventure we want to have a beach day or something like that and they just hang out at the beach and then stuff hygiene happens or I'm thinking of one in particular where um, I think Misty gets a letter or something from her sisters at at who are running the gym Um, and since Ash I think has since beat the gym at that point and, and then they all go back to the gym for some event that her sisters are doing.
0: Oh, I love that episode. It's the mermaid one. Yes,
2: it is the mermaid one. And I don't, I don't think anything like that happened in the game. I mean, like, in some games it happens where you have to go back to the gym to, to just talk to the gym waiter about something or meet up with characters. Sometimes it, it, It's it's different.
0: Not necessarily going back, but there are, in both the show and the games, sometimes, like, a pre-wack, prerequisite. prerequisite to... Being able to even battle in the gym, you have to like jump through some hoops. I know, Heart Gold, you have to, I think, get a certain type of medicine from an outlying island for the Ampharos in the lighthouse before. Yeah. Um, is her? Is it Whitney?
1: Maybe I think it's Whitney. Yeah.
0: Before um the gym, the gym leader will come and battle you. You have to help the Ampharos first, and I think something like that happens in the show kind of frequently. I don't know if it lines up with the games, but I do know sometimes like Ash will get to a gym, it, the person's not there or they're doing something and he has to go through those hoops like you'd have to in the game.
2: Yeah. So is that kind of like then that the, the, the TV show is its own iteration of a, of a game? If it's its own Pokemon game um, with similar characters that you see in the actual games and of course the Pokemon, but with its own own different story.
0: Pretty pretty much the, you had a progression of game to manga to show,
3: mm-hmm.
0: where the manga character Red was kind of loosely based off the character you play in Red and Green. And then Ash is based off of Red. So in a sense, and they are supposed to accompany the games. So the show is kind of just, yeah, an iteration of what you would go through through the games. Yeah, Ash just being the player.
1: Oh, I was just going to correct. It's not Whitney. Whitney's the pink-haired, normal-type gym Oh, she was so
2: difficult.
1: And then... Miltank! Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Because I, I was I was thinking for a second, but Jasmine uh. is actually the electric-type where she has the infros in the lighthouse.
0: It's funny, because I said Whitney, and I imagined that pink-haired girl, and I'm like, oh, I really might not be right. Yeah. Emily, what
3: were you? Oh, all I was going to say is um, I haven't seen a whole lot of the show, but as I was watching it, I kind of noticed a couple of different episodes that I saw. The... Anime seems to go a lot further into like the life of each individual Pokemon as opposed to like where the games where you kind of just train them and level them up and battle with them. Like the one that I saw today, I think you and or Zoe and Eric recommended was the Bye Bye Butterfree episode. Yes. And it like went into like the mating cycle of like Butterfree, which you would have like never known just playing through the games. So I thought it was interesting that they created all this lore behind the life of Pokemon as if they're like actual real creatures and you see them go through that. And he actually like leaves him. Ash leaves his Butterfree to like go do what he needs to for himself. And uh, I just think that's interesting because you don't really do that in the games. You just kind of battle with them for your own purposes.
2: That's a that's a very good point. And that brings that 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 reminded me of something that I was always upset at, at with a kid uh, as a kid watching the the anime and then playing the games is like in the in the anime whenever they're av- having these battles and having the Pokemon like battle each other and a lot of times they'll be like they'll tell them to do something with the environment or the terrain like jump in the trees or like get behind these rocks or or something like that to where in the games you you can't do that you you have to take on whatever attack or you use a defense attack but like get behind a rock isn't a defense attack in the game right
3: yeah, I was noticing that too. The battle dynamic just seems to be a lot different in the show. Yeah. More like personal almost.
1: Like Ash with Brock beating him out because they use the water sprinkler system in the gym to <laughs> make the Onyx wet. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't do that in the game. Um, and it's also kind of brings back of that like more deeper detail that's not seen in the games, but it's still there uh, in kind of the way that Arcane and League of Legends was of there just being this already like pre-built like lore and all this info about a, a character, but it not being shown until it's in the show and they can like delve into it when the game mechanics might kind of show off to it a little, but...
0: What would be interesting to see is even though the anime came after, a lot of, I think some of the things it's brought up are starting to be incorporated in the games. When Emily's talking about it delves into the lives of the Pokemon, Pokemon's personal choices have become a lot more ingrained in the game. Yeah, that's true. In, I think, X and Y, you get a Lucario because it wants to go with you. There's a game mechanic now where if your friendship's high enough, it'll either tough out or uh, break a status effect because it loves you so much. You can now cook for your Pokemon. You can pet them. You can give them baths. And that does affect the game, sort of. Sometimes you can get that without it. But where's the fun in that? Looking very pointedly at Joel. Um, so it would be really interesting to see. You see that really early on in the anime. And then it starts being incorporated in the games later. So I'm wondering if maybe one day we will get that kind of battle mechanic. Where the environment of the gym. More so than just using a uh, like mirror screen or um, electric field. That's not the name of it. But it creates an electric field. Um,
3: I like the terrain? I get what you're saying. Yeah, electric
0: terrain, where we will finally get the ability to have that. I feel like that's really far off, but...
3: Yeah, I feel like that'd be difficult to do, but it'd be really cool to see.
2: That would be very cool to see, but that would almost...
1: That would change a lot of the core mechanics of the game. That is true. Yeah.
3: Maybe it'd be
0: like a spinoff, almost like... um,
1: Almost like pokin Tournament. Like they made a fighting game that has that, which, I mean, they have the the Pokemon, uh, I think it's called Pokemon Tournament, where it's basically a fighting game where you take your like team of three and you go and fight. And I, I do think they have some environmental maps, if I'm not mistaken, to where it, is, it, it would be like they just port that into one of the mainline games for battles.
0: I also know one of the things I would see in the show and really want in the game is Pokemon contests or uh, showcases. And they sort of started bringing that in. Um, I know, I think, in actually Diamond and Platinum, they have it. And then they kind of expand on it more. They've done it in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. But it's very much not the same as they are in the show. And they don't have the battle portion. They only have, I think, the like decorative portion. Which that would be something. If they came out with just a game for Pokemon Showcases slash coordinators, I would be so excited. Pokemon Coordinators, they're they do like a little showcase with their Pokemon talent, then they move on to the battle round where the point is to make your moves make your Pokemon look better. And then Pokemon Showcases, there is a beauty contest that's the first round. You're like put in a little room and you make your Pokemon all pretty. Then they pass on to more move based. Pokemon showcases never battle. It's like solely beauty focused.
2: Oh, I thought those were the same
1: thing. They are not. Okay.
0: Um, Dawn, May and Dawn are coordinators. Serena competes in showcases and they are different.
1: I will say in Platinum with the contest, they do actually have, I think, a mini game type thing along with the beauty contest of how you like dress them up. But then there's also, they tried to emulate the move thing where they tried to make the moves pretty. Uh, because the moves have like beauty values to them. And so it's- I do
0: remember that. So
1: there is some idea of like combining, I think moves to make them a certain thing, but it's, yeah, it's nothing near as how the anime expresses of like making mixes of their environment and taking all this stuff to make really beautiful moves. It's just clicking a button that has a certain beauty value.
0: I think when we're talking about adaptations, game to show, I really liked it because it expanded on something kind of like we were talking about the lives of the Pokemon but the lives of the trainers and something that we don't get to see in the game and so I love that about the show but it does cause almost reverse um, anger at the games like I wish you were more like the show because I feel like I'm limited in what I can express in the game.
2: Yeah that does make me make me um, think about like both what what M said about seeing the lives of the Pokemon um, and what you talk about the 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 beauty contest i i'm thinking of specifically like the some of the characters you in the anime you can see some of their background um and like flashbacks and such and you get a history and like sometimes a history that there are some cases in the 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 older older games where that does take place um i'm thinking but does take place in the newer games too i'm thinking specifically scarlet and violet whenever you beat the Team Star leader, it does show, like, a a flashback uh, to tell, to give a little brief synopsis of, like, why what kind of happened to lead them to be bad, um and you get that a lot in the anime you get that a lot more than uh, like, with Team Rocket and there was an episode with Meowth that just kind of went to his whole backstory of of Meowth She
0: shows, she shows by the seashore (laughs) yep,
2: um and like even Jesse and James, how they met and and stuff like that. But in the games, I think, I think you just you just meet them and fight them. Like I don't I don't think there's any, there's not too much um, backstory. And I mean, there's a certain ca- I'm like, like that's interesting to think about. In certain cases throughout the entire game, there are portions of the anime and stuff like that. But it's less.
0: It's. Interesting to think about. That's, like, the second case that we've talked about where it's, like, retroactively affecting the games where the anime does it first, like, making extended backstories, and then the games start following. Um, An even earlier example, I think, would be the backstory of the woman in Sun and Moon. And then we also see it with the team...
2: Team
3: Star?
0: Yeah, Team Star.
3: Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about it like that, but, yeah.
0: When you have a show that runs alongside the games. I think that's a really interesting trend that we've started seeing where because they're running at the same time, the show is, has more room to explore things. And then because the game is still coming out, they have the opportunity to take the things they see in the show and put it back into the game and make it a more robust experience for the viewer.
2: True. Yeah, because sometimes the game will release and it'll be a good good while before the... the for the next one is. So they have a lot, they've sometimes like years to, to fill that gap with the Pokemon anime.
1: I'm actually gonna fight on that. I think the fact that the games are tied to the show uh, cripples the games, uh, purely because even though there might be ideas that get transferred over, well, one of the biggest things I think that's holding back Pokemon games now isn't money or isn't talent. It's uh, more of the fact that they have to keep up with the show because the show's only going, on, going to go on for so long and there has to be a game before the next like region of the show comes out so if they miss a whole year then all of a sudden the show is going to have a lopsided thing and they have to come up with more stuff for Ash or whoever to do in that region to where they like they have the show on a pace they have everything on a sequence pace to where the game doesn't have enough time to like delve into deeper things to where that's why with 2D it, it worked because oftentimes they could reuse assets and they were able to Uh, do things quicker. But now that they switch switched to 3D, 3D just naturally makes more time, more time needing to be put into like smooth edges. And they can't really extend their time. I mean, there's so many games that get extensions, and Pokemon is never a game that gets extensions, even though oftentimes on release, it would benefit greatly from it.
0: I would then love to see kind of what we did between the first and third season of the show, which is the Orange Islands which is never a game that we ever got to see, but it was a time filler between, I think, releases. And I totally wouldn't mind if they just, I don't know, made up another region. Or, I mean, now with the new protagonist, you could arguably- Made
2: up a new- another region in the show, or?
0: Um... I mean, why not? I, mean, I think you see the Orange Islands, like maybe a little in the games, but you never fully go through them and they're never fully relevant. Um, So if they just said, oh, there's a bunch of islands between Kalos and Unova, I'd be like, sure, why not? Or I think now with the new protagonist, maybe they will get room because she could go back to whatever region she hasn't explored before. Or even they had um, Pokemon Origins coming out, but that, that didn't get as much traffic as kind of the mainstream series, so they're probably... They're like, oh, doesn't count.
2: Was that with Ash and that that one person, or was that someone?
0: Origins at- was just on Red, I think, and it it's, it's oh, Red, not Gary. Oh,
1: interesting. It go. It, I think it's a bit more than just Red, because I or at least the new, because they've gone through, and I think it's just in general the games, like taking the games and almost transitioning them, adapting them directly, like not changing hardly anything, maybe adding a little bit of character into it, but mostly, yeah, just keeping. The narrative in like red or gold and, and those kind of characters
2: that's interesting because I, I haven't seen that so i can't talk about it. but what you're describing it sounds like they they had the game they made an anime with different ad, different different characteristics to it and then they made a new anime that was just basically a copy paste of the game pretty much so they have the game anime and game anime <laughs> <laughs> kind <laughs> of yeah
3: that's weird What Zoe was saying earlier kind of made me wondering, um, because I have played a lot of the different regions in the games, but I haven't seen so much of the show. Do they tie the regions together more in the show? Because you kind of get like in the games from now, like here and now, they'll be like, oh yeah, this one's from this region. Yeah, there's like a weird different versions from different regions, but that's about it. Like, they don't really tie together the regions at all in one cohesive, like, world. Do they do that in the shows?
2: I'd say they do. um, From what I, in a way. Because, like, they'll have... They'll uh, specifically they'll go back to Pallettown a lot, and like cut back to Palatown with Ash's mom that lives in Palatown, which is from the first game, and so they'll, they'll right. like, say what's going on in Palatown, and and such like that. Um, even if Ash is so far along, and sometimes the mom will come with, and, or go go to them, or people other people from that region will go meet them, or I, I feel like there is a bit bit of like cutting back from what I remember.
0: There- I would almost call it cross-contamination, Yeah. where it's very clear that these are isolated land masses, or at the very least, very far apart and very large. Like, for Ash's mom to get there, I think it, she's like, there's like planes, ferries involved. For Misty to get there, I think she gets off a ferry every time we see Ash go to a new region. It's a big cruise ship. Like, they are distanced, but still reachable. Yeah. Unlike <clears throat> most of the games exempting Harkle and SoulSilver, um, you can't get to the other regions. It's just completely cut off.
1: Yeah. And I, I also think with the idea of interconnectivity, at least the way I was taking it, was showing that these worlds overlap and like the different type of Pokemon. And oftentimes I feel the show will just kind of get to where they need to go to, just because they need to get there. Like, I mean... The way that Ash ends up in Alola is that the psychic type Pokemon, Mr. Mime, just wins like a lottery thing to win them a trip over to Alola. And that's, I mean, that's why they're there.
2: I mean, Alola is based on Hawaii. Like, what a, what oh. other way to get to Hawaii
0: yeah. than
1: winning a vacation? That's not oh, yeah. too
0: far off from Sun and Moon's way of getting you there, which was, oh, honey, we just moved. Why don't oh, you yeah. go meet the professor?
1: Well, that's that's what I was saying. Is I don't I don't really think that they connect it much more past just oh,
3: They're
1: Ash's there. mom still is in Pallet Town, and oh Misty and Brock will show up every now and then or something. Like, it, most of them are, are still very kind of reclusive things. Like Ash doesn't even think about his past Pokemon. Like untrue. He he does. Like I mean, it'll mention the Charizard and stuff, and every now and then. But it's like those and his like one hundred
0: and twenty Toros.
1: Yeah, but that's, those are, like, special kind of, like, Easter eggs. I think that's the best way to look at them. It's almost okay. like they treat them as Easter eggs and references than less than interconnectivity.
3: It's-, so it's almost like the games where they're all separate and you just kind of, like, get a reference here or there. Yeah. The, other, the, the other ones exist, like an acknowledgement, but not, like, we all exist together.
0: The games are very much, oh, we've heard this thing going on in this other place. Like, I think right. the Kalos War people have noticed that the, the description of the war in the Kalos region matches up with the landmass of Paldea. Oh. Um, they okay. The giant like laser weapon that was built and fired looks kind of like it would have made that giant crater in Paldea. Hmm. So there's, there's little references. There's little, oh, we heard this other thing or that, but it's kind of almost like if you live in Kanto... Hoen to you is like England. Yeah. Um, like America to England, that kind of, like, they are far apart. Um, and when uh, Pokemon, I think Power of One and Pokemon Heroes start off with a shot of the Pokemon world, and it looks almost like ours, just the continents are weird shaped. Yeah. But they are giant continents, very far apart. Can I have a complete tangent again? Because of something I just got really excited about. I don't know why I remembered this. Another... Another move from show to game, not even sure on purpose because it's so far apart, but there's an episode in, I, f- I want to say it's even Kanto region, where they explore the ruins of the city of Pokeopolis, where they talk about ancient Pokemon, they show an old Pokeball or an old system of catching Pokemon, and then years later we get Legends of Arceus. I don't know if they're necessarily connected or if there's just always been in their minds. We want to explore what it used to be like for Pokemon trainers and give them that historical background.
2: I'd imagine it's the latter. I, th- I think like the theorist and in- ourselves wants to think sometimes it is all connected, but maybe they just think of the same things. But, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let's go back to that. And someone points out, oh yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit. Oh yeah, it's connected now.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like they talked about it and. Legends of Arceus is the history of the Sinnoh region. Mm-hmm. also Sinnoh. Hoenn, I believe. Are Sinnoh and Hoenn connected landmasses?
1: I didn't think I... so. Maybe? I don't know.
0: Because there's something about. I haven't finished Arceus. I, f- you I, f- mean the tech I demo? feel it. I feel it. it uh...
2: So, my, my thing is Legend of Arceus is a full blown game on the Nintendo Switch paid like $60 for it or whatever. Or is it a 40 or 60? 60. 60. All the
0: Pokemon games recently have been 60.
2: So it's a $60 game and it's it looks it's the one of their first open world 3D ones and it looks garbage and it it just the graphics are terrible and this was all just a just so they can make the new brand new Scarlet and Violet their open world game like a 2 or, 1 or 2 years Which later. It does
0: look really good. So
2: it's just a demo for, for Scarlet Unviolent. That is, that is my, that is my theory, and I will, I will die on that hill.
3: I mean, when I saw it, it didn't seem like a fully blown out concept. Like, it kind of just seemed, like you were saying, almost like a demo thing, because I was like, wasn't it there, was it one of the first, it wasn't the first one on the Switch, but like you were saying, it was like the first open world one, so it kind of seemed like a trial run to me. It didn't seem like, oh yeah, this looks super exciting. It was just kind of like, Here's an idea to play with.
0: Sword and Shield was definitely the transition from hardcore linear, half open. Yeah. Legends of Arceus, according to Eric, is the tech demo. And then Scarvai came out. It's like full open world.
2: Well, what, Uh, right. Sword and Shield, that was Switch, right? Just, yes, just gonna... Okay, yeah, I that never. Was, I
3: think that was the first one. It was pretty it was
0: cool the to first. See. That okay. was Sword and Shield was the reason I got a switch. Okay.
3: Because oh, I, I, it wasn't. Let's go, Pikachu and Eevee were the first on the switch, <gasps> oh,
2: you're which right. also Ooh. felt like a
0: trial run. Well, they were also remakes.
2: That, was, that of... was 3D, but it was also yeah, it was a remake of of Kanto. But region. it
0: uses uh, Pokemon Go mechanics, so it yes. wasn't even. It was like half remake, half not. So that one I could avoid, and then Sword and Shield was coming out, and I'm like, mother, I cannot wait anymore.
2: Yeah. But, like, even even isn't Sword and Shield, you still had a linear path to follow?
3: Yeah, but you could kind of choose to not do it immediately. It wasn't like how they
1: block you off
3: in the older games.
0: They had routes. They had wild areas. But it yeah, was a linear true. path.
1: It was just one wild area.
0: It's a pretty big wild area, and I mean, there's different is, sections. There's it, different biomes. It's, there's more than one wild area.
1: There's more than one. Water. They're all
3: kind of connected.
0: They're they are all connected, but they're rather different biomes. That's a fair point. Yeah. There's the grass. There's like rainy. There's an arid desert portion. There's a lot of different waters. I
1: mean, yeah, but it's more of just like they just threw a bunch of different types of terrain into one. It
0: was definitely It was, it was a transition. I think we've kind of answered this, but I would like to re-ask it to be very clear. Do we think that the show? going into a lot more depth than the games can. Do we think that's a
2: good thing?
3: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I haven't even seen that much, but it was cool that, like we talked about before, like all the different uh, ideas, like world building that they did. I think it's an interesting concept. I never watched it while I played the game, so it didn't take it away from me when I was playing the games. I don't know if it would today, but it was still cool to see the world building aspect of it, if nothing else.
2: It's like looking at it from a different angle.
0: I think very similar to Almost Arcane, what we talked about was that it took a preset thing and has the ability to go in a lot more deeper than the games can. Yeah, And I do think that, I would agree, that's a good thing. I think it can cause, I mean, as someone who watched the shows and the games, it does cause kind of some retroactive frustration, however, I still love it in the show deepened my love for the games because it maybe made me as a kid imagine a little more what was happening in the games
3: yeah that's true it would like broaden that perspective for you
0: i could apply what i saw on the show to the games even if i didn't feel it all the time
2: it would be interesting to go and play the game while watching the show so then you like like if you're like you would not be able to keep up you would not be able to keep up but like i mean you would have to slowly play the game I, I guess, but, like, if you just, like, if, if Ash is leaving Palatown, it's like, okay, my character's leaving Palatown. Town, mm-hmm. in the next city.
0: That's the the one thing they didn't actually take from the games to put in the show, is you never see him level grind a Magikarp from level 10 to level oh 20. My God. <laughs>
3: that is so true. Before experience share, the amount of, like, agony. Ugh.
0: Well, he never gets an XP share, so at least they gave that to us in the uh. games. But yeah, thank you guys.
2: Thank you for having us.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for joining us on this Pokemon journey. Join us next week at Beyond the 8-Bit Screen, where we'll be looking at Assassin's Creed. Now if you'll excuse me, I've got a Pokemon League to
3: win.